Gen Divide is the best podcast on the planet. Just sit back and relax. Enjoy it, dang it. Gen Divide, such a cool idea um, to have grandfather and granddaughter doing a podcast. I'll have to check it out. Promise this for a long time. Yes, we have. All right. We're kicking it off right now. Welcome to the 32nd episode of the Gen Divide Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. And I'm your other host, Grace. And this has been a podcast episode a long time in the making because mm-hmm. you just can't get enough Axel Rose and Sam Smith. And Never. we're joined by a special guest because at one point he kind of told me, like, if you know, how about a little appetite for destruction? Mm-hmm. How about a little Guns and Roses? We got Brian Keener. <laughs> In the Gen Divide Studios with us, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here and ready to talk about some uh, appetite for destruction, Guns and Roses, and Sam Smith. Yes. Yeah. So Brian <laughs> is also longtime good friend, longtime yes. listener to the podcast. One of the uh, few people. So he lives on the same street as me. A lot of times I ride my bike, and I feel like a lot of times I catch him on my way to work, back to work, from lunch, whatever it might be, and we have a little Gen Divide talk. So, awesome. Brian, we'll open it up first. Do you have any uh, nitpicking you want to do? Like our movie genius, Derek, he comes on has. and ridicules us for uh-huh. an hour, at least. I feel like every time <laughs> we have him on, anything so far that we have completely misconstrued in terms of generational divide. No, I, I think you guys have done a great job since the beginning. Like you mentioned, I've, I've been listening to you guys since day one, and I'm really excited to get a chance to get on here. Uh, you know, I, I go walking a lot uh, during this whole COVID. I've been stuck working from home, and so, you know, I listen to you guys. I'll be on a podcast, listening to your podcast, walking, and you'll pass me on the bike, or I'll see Grace in her car, and I'm like, hey, I'm listening to you right now. So yeah. I really haven't heard anything that I would want to nitpick on. No. Uh, None oh, of thanks. the uh, attire. Sweet. Did we? Did mm-hmm. do you remember that episode when we talked about fashion at all? We've talked about it a lot of episodes. The, the uh, from our generation, Brian. I'll call yes. you our generation the same. Yeah, it basically we're, is we're the similar. same. We're similar. Close enough. Mm-hmm. What was your What was your go to attire or, or apparel that is no longer happening? Like, what does your son not do that if you were to tell him, "Hey, do this." He would just look at you like, man, get out of here. That is not going to work. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's almost, it almost feels like it's made a little bit of comeback. But when I was in junior high and high school, boot cut Wranglers. I mean, that was what was the style and that we wore. And I couldn't imagine wearing something like that today. No. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my niece, Logan Walsh, who is in the same grade as Grace, I seen yes. her not too long ago, and she had these giant bell-bottom pants yeah. on. So I feel like they're maybe they're making a comeback for girls. Yeah. I don't want to see any guys in them. No. Mm-hmm. But they the definitely vintage. have. Now vintage I feel like boot back. cut comes from everyone. Like Old Navy, American Eagle, mm-hmm. whoever else yeah. makes jeans. Not. I, did you ever have to wear Sears Robux when you were a kid, jeans? No, I remember wearing Lee dungarees, though. I think that's in the same family as <laughs> Sears might, Robux. Be, I think it, it totally is. <laughs> I think it was just like... This is denim. I don't even uh-huh. think they had real sizes. 
for oh. Sears Robux jeans, it was like if you were in the vicinity of a 30, that's what mm-hmm. it was, you know. And then the length was un unhemmed or untailored or whatever you would call that. Okay. And you just rolled them up, maybe. I don't know. So anyways, I think shortly after, we either had just announced these albums or we were about to try and pick our next album. And Brian caught me one day. And like I said, I don't know if it was, man, I love that or you should do this. I don't know what it is. But uh, we've thought forever. Like what we want to do with this, Brian, is get all of our, our everyone that, that we want to you know talk with on here. And, and you have been... Uh, on the list. So as soon as I came back and told Grace, just like, hey, this is this is Brian Keener's album right here. It was just like, let's get him on. Let's Perfect. Well, Expert funny, right here. Funny story real quick. So I listened to, I don't remember what podcast it was that you announced that you were going to be doing the Sam Smith and the the Guns N' Roses. And you said, hey, if you, you know, give us feedback. We'll take feedback on yeah. this. And I'll never forget, I was driving down the road. You know, we live on the same street and here comes Grace on her bike and I'm in Tyler's Jeep. And so I stop and I run on the window. I stick my hand out. I'm like, stop, Grace. I want to give you some feedback and tell you how much I like. And she just smiled real big, waved at me, just kept on going. Kept going. Kept going. Didn't even stop. You left me hanging. AirPods in on 10, probably. I was listening. I was listening to my own podcast. I was also listening. I was also listening to that same episode. (laughs) I wonder if Brian no. wanted to give me feedback just then. <laughs> Gosh, Grace. There was just like a minute delay. I would have known what it was about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I wonder how many pieces of feedback we've missed out on because of that. <laughs> All right. So um, I think, you know, anyone that's listening to the podcast knows how we do it, but we're basically picking a album from my generation as well as Legal Brian's days. in this case, which is Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. And then Grace picks an album from her generation. Here and now. Which is? The Thrill of It All by Sam Smith. Nice. So um, I will say this before we jump into these albums individually was, Brian, every time we do this, we create Spotify playlists with the two current albums. Mm -hmm. This has been the most unsettling mix Mm -hmm. of two artists. Yeah, no, it's it really unsettling run. to it go from Guns N' Roses to like Two Good Goodbyes or mm-hmm. any any of the stuff by Sam Smith. It just doesn't go. Uh, but nonetheless, it was. I thought. I think you have to listen to them individually. I mean, to really get it, and we yes, did that probably. I'm sure you did too, Brian. You were uh, pretty familiar with Appetite for Destruction, so I think it was just a matter of getting used to or 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 giving uh, Sam Smith a little bit of a chance. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think I could listen to uh, this playlist mixed together. There, there's no way. I um, listened to Appetite Destruction once, and then I listened to <laughs> Sam Smith probably 15 or 20 times. Oh, <laughs> and you cannot pick two polar opposite artists. No. I mean, mm-hmm. one is I want to go to the gym and throw some weights around, yes. and the other yeah. one is I want to sit in the coffee shop and... <laughs> Suck on a hookah. (laughs) (laughs) At best, that's what you want to do. So I will say this. So like in preparation for this, uh, one of the things we always do too is we mix in a couple music videos. Yes. And we listen to some videos or we watch some videos from Appetite for Destruction, which is really like, really it's the beginning of Guns N' Roses for the most part. And it was like they were still a hair band. 
You know, they like Axel didn't have the flat iron by then. <laughs> it was just really uh-huh. big hair, yes. and it was just like making these excruciating faces at the camera the entire time. Mm-hmm. But that lat- led down I a uh, foxhole on YouTube of where we finally found this really well done, um, like YouTube biography type thing on Axel. Well done. Yeah, I think it was well done in that it was all I, encompassing. It was very yeah, strange. It was, it was like it was just strange. It was strange, but it had everything, and it talked a lot about the women and the drugs, mm. and that was the main two things it really mm-hmm. focused around. And from there, it really opened up our eyes a little bit. I think going back and listening to the album again at that point, it was like, all right, these guys were just one hundred percent party all the time, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, we don't get the same thing. We do, you don't get the same thing from Sam Smith. Not, Not that at all. feeling. No. Not at all. <laughs> no, no. So we did have some fun when we were listening to the albums on shuffle, imagining because it would go from a Guns N' Roses th- song to a Sam Smith song, and we were like, if they were all sharing a stage, mm-hmm. Sam Smith just said, "Hey." There's strippers and cocaine back there. Check it out. And Guns N' <laughs> Roses just runs off the stage. And then the, he went up there and got to do his song. Yeah, he finally got to do his mm-hmm. song. And then it would come back with something off of Appetite for Destruction. And mm-hmm. it's just like they just like Heavy. forced him off the stage yes. physically. Like, like we're going to murder amps. you if you don't oh, leave. Yes. So two, two completely different albums for sure. So what do we want to start with, Grace? I think Appetite for Destruction. Ooh. Keep it. My generation. So, mm-hmm. why don't we start with this? Brian, do you remember the first time you heard anything from this album? Like, was this your... F- this is the beginning of Guns N' Roses. So, I mean, what was your first memory from this? Yeah, so, you know, this album de- debuted in 1987. So, I would have been a freshman in high school. And I just remember Paradise City. That was one of the first ones that they released. And that catch at the beginning of that song... Just that beat of that drum, it just starts and it just has you hooked let's immediately. Get a little, let's get a little of it. Yeah, that's the good mm-hmm. stuff right there. It is the good stuff. It's the good stuff. So I remember being in high school, hearing this song, and just, you know, maybe it was playing in the weight room, but it would just get you pumped up. As soon as that song started, everybody stopped down and was ready to listen. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. I feel it. No doubt. This- <laughs> This song, I don't think it's it's not my favorite song from the album, but it is such a signature mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses sound for sure. Yes. Um, was there any tie to that? And again, you grew up here in Bridgeport. Um, or at that point, were you in Boyd or Bridgeport? Freshman year, I would have been in Boyd. So yeah. was there any, like, what was the... So just so everyone knows, between Bridgeport and Boyd, there's a small town named Paradise, Texas. How mm-hmm. how big was Paradise, Texas embracing this song? Not very much at all. I moved from the Metroplex to Boyd, and I, I listened to a lot of different types of music, but rock and um, you know rap was just kind of starting to get big at that time. But what I did not listen to was country, and when I showed up in Boyd, Texas, listening to this kind of music... Everybody else was listening to country. You know, Garth Brooks was just getting started, and George Strait was the king, as always. But they weren't uh, open to this type of music back no. then. Mm. Well, so shame. 1987, this was your Missed first Missed opportunity. Song. Yes. And was this the first major, I'm assuming it was the first major single they released? Yes. 
So did you immediately go buy the album at Sam Goody or what? Oh, I'm telling you. I went to Blockbuster, which yeah. y'all talked about Blockbuster <laughs> yes. before. Went to Blockbuster and stood in line. You know, back then, you just didn't walk in, grab it, and walk out with it. There was a line on the day that it was being released. Mm-hmm. You get to go stand in line. I, got the, I had the tape. I had the CD. I probably even had the album at some point. Nice. All right, so fast forward a little bit uh, with the album. What I mean, what immediately struck you after that, as far as like the other tracks on it, or just because again at that time, to me it was like they were following on the tails of all the hair bands, but yes. they were different. I mean, yes. they were definitely different, right? I mean, so like think about two or three years before that, who were the big bands, and why was Guns and Roses so different from that? Well, think about one of the ones you've already reviewed. You know, three or four years earlier, you had Van Halen. You know, Van Halen was rock, but they weren't that hard rock. You yeah, know, they yeah. didn't have the speed. The the you know the guitar player everybody's heard of him. His name's Slash, and they you know he's just tearing those guitar riffs up. And you didn't well, you, I mean, you had some of that with Van Halen, but it was just you know they hit it hard like you mentioned earlier yeah you know they're all about partying and having a good time yeah there's definitely a difference between van halen and guns and roses from the standpoint especially the albums we listen to mm-hmm. like to me david lee roth is part like prankster jokes jokester slash mm-hmm. you know just fun times and then guns and roses is like fun times meets anger like, yes. we're starting mm-hmm. to venture into a little bit of anger and a little bit of angst, I think. Oh, that probably led right into the 90s and everything we saw there, like Nirvana and all that stuff, where yeah. it was all angst. Yeah. Axl Rose definitely sang angry. I mean, he was just... I think that's why you see later with the band after this album, they you know had some problems within the band. It's just because he was always an angry person. Yes. Mm-hmm. The interview that we watched, the little biography thing <laughs> or whatever... Yeah. It was very jarring to look at Axl Rose now. Have you ever have yes. you gone out and watched any of his interviews from the last couple of years? Yes, yeah, I did. You know, when I was doing some a little bit of research on the band and you know getting some stuff together between Guns and Roses and Sam Smith, some of the pictures, um, you know, he hasn't aged very well. No. And I'm sure you know years and years mm-hmm. of alcohol and drug abuse have definitely had their toll on him. Yes, but he's also had such a like a like. And the, one of the things that really struck me, and I think you too, Grace, when we were watching mm-hmm. that, was at one point it just went into the women. That yes. He, and like, it, it was like venturing into, he wasn't like, even going into these like 2010 plus years, I would say, he somehow still attracted beautiful women, always. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's just vocals. What? No. What stuck out to me during that was that they did not go in order. And they were showing these pictures from then. And I was like, what? I was having trouble keeping up because it wasn't he like married twice or something? For very like short that. stints. I think there were and very they... quick marriages mixed in mm-hmm. amongst everything. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, you know, one of the things, too, that we had talked about with Guns N' Roses was... Uh, Someone had said to us, and I think it was Derek, like, why not, why not uh, use your illusion? Which to me is a really different sounding Guns N' Roses. I mean, it's still very similar in terms of that voice. Axel's got such a distinctive sound as the Slash. So, I mean, right there you're talking about really distinctive vocals, 
really distinctively guitar. It's still there, but it's such a different album. Yeah. I think, um, you know, for me, one of the things I was thinking about when I was thinking about this album was, you know, critics have proclaimed this, you know, one of the greatest albums of all time. You know, it debuted... It was the best debut-selling album of all time. It topped the Billboard 200. It sold 30 million copies worldwide. Um, you know, it's a fantastic album, but I really feel like they went downhill after that. Yeah. I mean, after Use Your, Use Your Illusions 1 and 2, I mean, I don't know that I could name another album that Guns N' Roses had. And no. If I wanted to listen to Guns N' Roses, I'd go back to that Appetite for Destruction album every single time. You know, yes. the best song on Use Your Illusion was Knocking on Heaven's Door, and I'm pretty sure that was a remake. Yeah, it was definitely a remake. The the one that we stumbled upon when we were watching the videos for it, that I, I I vividly remember the video for, and I really like the song too, is November Rain. And uh but again, it, it doesn't to me it like pales in comparison to this. Like this is the debut album that's just like breaking mm-hmm. through the doors and like is is, is Oh. Is my phone crashing to the floor? <laughs> but it's re- but is relentless kind of, and use your illusions is a little bit different to me. Again, good albums, and it's really a double album, I believe. But uh, nothing compared to this, just in terms of of the overall feel of the entire album. Yes. Um, wait, going back to Axel, and you were saying it seems like he was still getting. These women. I remember when we watched Welcome to the Jungle, that music video, and I said in the middle of it, I said, he kind of looks like Harry Styles. Like, he kind of reminds me of Harry Styles, just with, like, different hair, a bit skinnier. And then just because I was just remembering that note because I wrote these notes a long time ago because we were planning on doing this a long time ago. Anyways, and so I looked up a picture from that video, and I was like, "I, I don't know. I really don't know why I said that. But I want to know... Um, everyone listening, give us some feedback. You might have to you might have to reverse the car yeah. if, to really get my attention to give me the feedback. But um, yeah, definitely let me know if anyone else got that a little bit. Maybe it's the hair. Maybe it's the yeah. Hair. Just they both have the. That might be it. Yeah. The, see, the axle for me is like post this. If you just say axle mm-hmm. rose, I don't think of big hair axle. No. Just you know, in terms of what I can see like on a stage or, or whatever. I see like that really just like it was all straight and he was almost like dancing with the microphone. Yeah. Not like if you go watch any of the videos from this album, it is angry metal thrasher hairband stuff. You know, every one of them's like that. And all of the like where he seemed like a much more chill rock star all came after this album. But I think that's, again, it goes back to the fact that this was such a uh, kind of a, a splash and such a difference from everything that came before it. Um, what do you, Brian, what do you think in terms of what is more important to Guns N' Roses, Slash or Axel? Mm-hmm. You know, I think Axel being the front man, I think he always wanted all of the attention. You know, and that's why I heard, and I don't know if this may be the right way to put it, but that he was a little bit of a prima donna, and if things didn't go his way, that, 
you know, he would just walk off stage right in the middle of a concert. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've never heard any of that from Slash. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, through all the years with him being a part of Guns N' Roses and not being a part, Slash always stuck in there. So I think, you know, everybody knows Guns N' Roses. If you, you know, talk to someone about Guns N' Roses, everybody knows Axl Rose. I don't think as many people would know Slash. Yeah. So Slash did have like a solo thing. Yeah. They and and uh but I think just the even in the stuff that we watched Grace, it was very evident in that uh Axel was in the camera, big hair, and mm-hmm. Slash there looked like Slash still. Yes. I mean he had a top hat on and his hair completely covering his face, almost like he was hiding from the attention. Yes. Like he just wanted to be with his guitar doing his thing and that's it. But I think it's really hard to separate the vocals of Axel too, and so it's almost a trick question in my mind. I don't think it works without either of them. Yeah. You know, if you take either one away, it probably doesn't work. Uh, but um, I think I would have said you can't lose Slash before we watched all the stuff on Axel. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, we didn't do that with Slash. But yeah. it really became like how identifiable his voice is. Just like if you've listened to all this stuff, how identifiable a lot of slash riffs are and stuff like that, his work. But man, he it was like nothing we'd ever heard, I think, with Axel. It was so different for sure. So what uh let's get into favorite Favorites. least favorite. Brian, okay. you're gonna have to pick a least favorite from this album. I, we'll let you go That's first. That's the tricky part. And always. you get to go in either order. You can pick least favorite or favorite, however you want to do it. Well, so I, I thought that I had to have a least favorite. Yeah, so you do. I, I scanned through the album because I've I have listened to this album no less than a thousand times, <laughs> and um, I think it's the second to last song on there. It's called "Anything Goes," and as I was thinking back of listening. To this album, that's a song that I would always fast forward to the next one. Yes, yeah. I'll listen to it. If it comes on the radio, I'm not going to change it. But if I'm listening to the album, this is one that I will push through to get to the next song. I think I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll save my least favorite here for just a second. But um, I think that's a good way to classify, kind of. You know, it's just something you will skip over, especially if it's an album you love. For what about so? What about your favorite? Man, so for favorite, I, I literally when I was taking some notes, I put every other song on the <laughs> album. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you have to like Paradise City. You have to like mm. Sweet Child of Mine, Mr. Brownstone. I mean, granted, he's singing about drugs, but I never put that. I mean, I just liked the song. Yeah, I didn't mm. like it because he was singing about drugs. Um, I mean, it, there's so many good songs on this album, and it was really hard to pick one. But if I had to pick one, I would probably say um, Night Train. I mean, that's just... Ooh. Ooh. That's just... Love it. That's Love good. The that's Night good. Train. Here's a little taste of Night Train. Taking me back to the 90s right there. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like it too. It is. Uh, it's definitely a very aggressive. 
you know. And I think compared to some of the other big ones that are on the album in terms of, you know, bigger releases maybe in terms of singles, this one just get this one has a lot more of the vibe of the album to me. Yeah. If you listen to the album as a whole, this feels very identifiable to the album. Whereas some of the other ones that did become big releases maybe sound a little bit more ballad, a little bit more, you know, radio, I guess. But uh, Night Train, I like it. What's your sleeper? You got a sleeper on this album? I mean, Night Train. Night Train's close, but I would say... I mean, I would guess if most people were probably ranking the songs on it, I bet most Guns N' Roses fans are putting this in the top four, five maybe, of the album. Any sleepers yeah. on the album? Um, I want to say... Oh, Mr. Brownstone, I think, is one that you might not yes. think of as, you know, it's not the, it wasn't a big release like Sweet Child of Mine or, you know, Welcome to the Jungle, but I really enjoyed that one as well. Yes, yeah. Again, all those really good. Grace, what about you? What was your, you want to start least favorite or favorite? Um, I'll keep with the pattern. I'll start okay. with least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... I think I would have to say, because none of these stuck out as, like, bad or um, worse or than good. any of the other ones. <laughs> or, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, none of them stuck out as bad. Like, I think it was Van Halen, that one song I didn't like. But, um, no, I think I would have to say Mr. Brownstone. Was Though your least favorite? Yeah. Really? And not that it's bad like it's an okay song but i always it always made me think of mr brightside by okay. the killers i think <laughs> and so like after most of the times i listened through this album after mr brownstone i would go listen to mr brightside and then come back what? so i can kind of divide the album into pre mr brightside and post fair. Mr. that's not fair at all <laughs> i'm this sorry is what we're dealing I'm with sorry. here Brian, in terms of this generation <laughs> they're not being fair I'm not being fair. <laughs> I feel like you've done this with other ones, but I'll say this. This is the other side of like what's really cool about letting her listen to some of this stuff for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's like what she picks out as her favorite and least favorite is oftentimes not what the general public thinks, you know. Mm -hmm. um, man, listen to this part. Eh. Least favorite. All right. Yeah, I think I'd have to say that's my least favorite. What about your favorite? Favorite. I have Sweet Child of Mine and Welcome to the Jungle written down. But Ooh. I know that those were ones that I had already heard before. So I didn't want to just give you those ones. Okay. I also have It's So Easy. I ended up really liking that one, even though the first time I listened to this, I was like three or four songs in. It's the second song. And I was like, yeah, that one. I don't like that one. But it yes. grew on me, and now it's my favorite. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> I agree. Like going back mm -hmm. and listening to this this album all over, just the beginning of this right here is so uh The drummer's getting after it right there. Gosh. Yeah, that was one that jumped off mm -hmm. to me that was not memorable from the album, I think, but that I just loved again. Yes. 
It's a little the, bit different sound there, yes. too. Yes. Also, all of the lyrics in this album, I don't know, what are the words? Like, they usually maybe do a double take. Because I didn't process any of the lyrics until about the fifth time through, at least, a while. And, and I was what, like, what? What well, are they so doing? so what was the double take? I, I don't like, know. Like, what are they I guess, talking about? Or was it like... I, I guess I understood what they were talking about. I was just shocked. I was like, that's what they're singing about? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I think there's a lot of that a little, with this album, for sure. What's the word? Maybe they were trying to shock. Yeah, I like this really, the change in pace that this song takes as well. Mm -hmm. This was one, like, I think of all of them, as I was going back and listening to it again, this is one I did, like, multiple times, uh, where I just listened to just this song kind of on its own. It's also one of the, uh, I believe it's three, four songs that has the little uh, bad E next to it for explicit. Mm. I had to Which pick always that is one. worth extra points for me. Yeah. <laughs> it has an explicit next uh-huh. to it. Um, which is why you were skeptical about is, NF. Yeah, that's why but. NF lost <laughs> points right off the bat mm-hmm. with me. Hey, I'd like to add I'm an NF fan after y'all's podcast. Are you? Awesome. I had never heard of him mm-hmm. or even remotely listened to him, but I had to go do a little research, and yeah, he's uh, pretty good. You know, so he's been on the playlist at the gym some, and I'm always curious to kind of see or hear people's reaction, and it's weird because it's been like there's just polar opposites. Either people are like kind of like, I think the same vein I saw it in mm-hmm. is just like, hey, it's kind of got this dramatic beat and, uh, and you know, whatever. And then there's some that are just like, turn that off. I hate it. Kill it right now. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? Uh, I like when the you comment, you said somebody said, what, what's the name of this new Eminem song? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then there was the opposite of that, uh, mm-hmm. where it was like someone walked up and it was just like, Who's the person trying to sound like Eminem? Oh, and it's gosh. horrible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Come a on. Different. A little different. Come on. You know, we've mentioned Van Halen twice through this, and I made a note a while ago, so I can't remember what I was thinking exactly, but You're Crazy sounds like it could be mashed up with Hot for Teacher. Okay. Let's that's get what, back. That's what I thought when I like first We're heard that one, I think. We're going to pump it up and give that a little bit of a listen. All right. I can kind of remember. I can remember what I was thinking, yeah. You guys were throwing shade at Van Halen, saying they couldn't keep up. So how much love for Eddie Van Halen do you think Slash has? I mean, it's got to be... I think... I mean, their generations don't overlap completely, so it has to be mentor a little bit, or not mentor as much as, like, idol. Maybe mm-hmm. no, oh, absolutely yeah. icon. Yeah, you know, I think anybody that picked up a guitar has mucho respect yes. for Eddie Van Halen. You know, one of the things, you know, not to get too far off subject here, but when he passed away, you know, the Google searches I'm sure on YouTube for his videos went crazy, and that lead intro into Eruption, yes, is just unbelievable. Yeah, he played it. There was I watched one video where he was. Literally playing it and smoking a cigarette at the same time. With it, yeah. You know, it was just crazy. One of the really cool mm-hmm. things I heard, not to not to divert away from Slash and, and Guns <laughs> N' Roses, but uh, Bill Simmons' podcast, they had a guest on right after Eddie passed, and it was, um, they were talking about how the Van Halen albums, when they came out on vinyl, 
and you could turn off left speaker, right speaker still, right? I remember that. Was like one speaker was just Eddie. So if you killed like the left and only listened to the right, it was only Eddie Van Halen solo, basically. And then if you kicked everything else on, it was the rest of the band. But that, and it was like part... I don't know what you want to call it, but he knew he was a legend before, you know, I mean, he knew yeah. like people are going to want to hear just me. So it was like, put me on the right, <laughs> everyone else on the left, me. that way they can kill y'all when they uh-huh. want to and just listen to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was like two albums. I think that they said the initial release on vinyl was like that. If you killed one, one half of the speakers, uh, it was just Eddie and his guitar. That's and awesome. And that, that was wow. like, you know, a lot of people did that, which made me immediately want to go out and buy a record player and find mm-hmm. those albums, oh, it, well, yeah. even though I'm sure they're collector's items for sure. All right, so uh, I guess in sticking with the... With the uh, pattern. Yeah, with the pattern. I mean, I would have probably gone with anything. Anything goes is definitely near the bottom for me. Um, the other one is the one right before "Sweet Child of Mine," which is "Think About You." Just not a huge fan of this, um, and I don't know if it was the. The letdown of coming off, like when you listen to the album in order, you're basically now coming off of Mr. Brownstone, Paradise City, and My Michelle, which I like all three of those. You're getting to this, and you know Sweet Child of Mine is coming up next. I don't know if it was that anticipation of let's just get through this song, but it feels very much like a... uh, a space filler to me. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with the same thing with Anything Goes. I'm not a huge fan of it either. But yeah. I probably would pick this one as my least favorite. Th- this is one that I would skip to to get to Sweet Child of Mine. Really? So. Yes, oh, yeah. exactly. And then that kind of leads to my favorite, which would be Sweet Child of Mine. And a lot of it... A lot of it is because of this right here. Just the beginning of it. And then Axel's vocals throughout this entire thing. Crazy. Uh, Yes, it is crazy. He doesn't seem quite as angry on no, this one. No, he doesn't. And I think that's probably... I was never a huge, like, metal fan uh, and never a big hairband fan. And I think, to me, this was a lot more, like, digestible Guns N' Roses. You know what I mean? Like, it just fit with me a lot more. And then for my sneaky second pick, because I'm going to be that guy that takes my second favorite pick, mm. it's Welcome to the Jungle. And the only reason is because like, we use this as, as the beginning of our intro for Friday Night Fever. And that still sticks with me every time I hear the beginning of this right here. I, I get like that. Those endorphins kick off as how much fun that was being on the radio talking about high school kids playing football <laughs> and trying to mimic uh, 1310 the ticket as as best we could on a small radio station in Bridgeport, Texas. That's what this song means to me. But it, it's awesome at the same time. I mean, I do love it. And I think even overall, I'd probably still put it as my second one. Even if you were to remove that, that tie-in, that, that emotional high I have with that. 
It's still so much fun. It's such a perfect song to lead the album off, too. It's perfect. I, I have a, a CD that you made for me, I don't know, probably 10 years ago that's got a lot of clips from the Friday Night Fever, and the very first one is that beginning of that song with yes. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, Friday Night Fever. So if I had that on here, I'd play it right now. <laughs> um, all right. Any final thoughts? I guess before we give mm-hmm. it a grade, any final thoughts? Grace, we'll do you. Any final thoughts? You're the one that was introduced to Guns N' Roses. Yes. Um, final thoughts. I liked it. I think I would put it above most of the things we've listened to, actually. I actually have my rankings Ooh. of the 80s ones, and I think I think it's taking second place. Behind Michael? Just tell me yeah. it, it beats Duran Duran. Just oh, tell me yes. it's above Duran Duran. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Um, I'm so proud Only of being that. beaten by Thriller. <laughs> only being uh, beaten. And that's tough. And, yeah, well. Go, that's going to be tough to yeah, beat. Yeah, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. And, you know, so... Um, what overall grade would you give it then? Um, a minus. Ooh, wow! I think. What'd you give Michael Jackson's Thriller? I have no idea. I, think I lose it was also pers- an A minus. I lose perspective on these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have no real no, foundation no. to set any of this against. <laughs> like every one of them could be an A minus, as far as we're concerned. Yeah. So I like your idea of ranking them, uh, and I'm going to do the same thing with Sam Smith. So. You've got Michael Jackson's Thriller above mm-hmm. it. Yes. And what would be third? Just for, just for third, stack ranking. I have the Joshua Tree. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would have thought I was kind of thinking you would have Van Halen above them, above you two. Mm-mm. No. Okay. So A minus, but really the main mm-hmm. thing really is we have no idea. it's shy of Michael Jackson's Thriller <laughs> yeah, and just, just north not. of you two's Joshua Tree. Yeah. I love it. All right. <laughs> Brian, what about you? So for me, I mean, this is a classic album. This is something that I was listening to literally 30 years ago. If I'm still kicking 30 years from now, I will still be listening to oh, some yeah. Guns N' Roses. Um, you know, one thing I didn't mention that I had wrote, taken a little quick note on was the bang for your buck that you get here. It's 12 songs, 53 minutes of music. Yes. We'll compare that to Sam mm-hmm. Smith's album too. yeah <laughs> my overall oh, grade God. is i would i would give this a solid a i, I thought grace was going to rank them higher than me for a second but i mean i give the, these guys an a this is a classic album uh i think you would be far-fetched to find even like into grace's generation you know definitely no one from our generation is not going to know guns and roses yes. but you know mm-hmm. my kids you know i was listening to this playlist with um, Taryn and Tyler both in the car, and they knew more Guns N' Roses songs than they did Sam, Sam Smith. Smith. And so, I mean, I yeah. felt like that was a parenting win. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Chalk that up. So, but overall, I'll give it an A, solid A. So, let me ask you this What from our generation is there anything that would be an A? Plus? I mean, not to throw Guns N' Roses under the bus here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and not to put you on the spot. <clears throat> Metallica Black Album, 1991. Okay, that's an A+. That is an A+. And I know Guillermo is rolling over <laughs> in his chair right now. 
Because he hates it when that comes on to the gym, but Guillermo, yeah. that one's for you. <laughs> awesome. Inner Sandman, we're playing that one for you, Guillermo. Nice, nice. We'll have him on when we review that album. Get him we'll on. Get him on. <laughs> so he can give it an F. No F. No F. <laughs> so there's an, that's, that's good, then. That's a good way to kind of put the, the, the reference on it, I think, for you, because... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, A is great, but an A plus is always better. So it's good to know what got that. Um, I'm also going to give it an A minus. I'm going to follow you up, Grace, right. there in that I agree with almost everything Brian said, if not everything, in that it is so identifiable as the late 1980s. And um, there's things I would definitely put ahead of it, but at the same time, I mean, there are so many songs on this album as well that are just stopped down. If you're just flipping through the radio, there's at least, to me, six, maybe seven songs that I'm stopping on if I hit it. At any point, in any mood, in any situation. Um, And I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I do love this album. And, And a shout out to our movie genius, who is the one, you know, uh chanting for use your illusion Sorry. i think this is better i think this is way better yes i really do i think and mm-hmm. i did go listen to that uh i wish i had now now you can mm-hmm. um but i think this is a lot better in terms of and it goes back to what brian said to me the bang for your buck on this album is so much higher uh and i really do i i love it and to me it you know like I said, I think Axel and Slash, but even more so, it's just that the vocals. If I really had to pick, it all comes down to Axel for me, yeah. and that he's mm-hmm. just got that, you know, that sound that was so different, but it also transitioned so perfectly right into the early '90s and mid '90s. There's a lot of influence you hear that is coming from Axl Rose in those bands of the early and mid '90s oh, uh, for sure. mm-hmm. that that are all about this album i think so much more than than anything else and the balance of it i mean it's so good it's got some really heavy stuff but then like i said my favorite song off of it is not that heavy sweet child of mine um so i think it's an a minus i'd venture even you know i i had to i had to think about that for quite a while but that's where i settled I have to say, I really enjoy when y'all have uh, Derek the Movie Genius on. Yes. He mm-hmm. makes me laugh like nobody's business, and he really gets Grace's giggle box yes. going yes. also. She gets to laugh a lot, but, I, you know, that's why he's the movie genius and not the music that's genius. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's not the music yeah, genius. You're not right. the music genius. <laughs> Sorry, Derek. We didn't ask for your opinion on that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing with you, not at you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So... Um, I don't even know if we did these in the right order because now we get to go from the uh, just absolute banger of appetite for destruction right into the sweet sweet loving soft sounds of the 2017 (laughs) Sam Smith album. The thrill of it all, which was Grace's pick. November 3rd, 2017. Yes. We're ready. Hit number one on the U.S. Billboard 200. Ooh. And you guys were listening to the deluxe version, as usual. The standard version didn't include the songs Nothing Left For You, 
The thrill of it all, scars, or one day at a time, according to Wikipedia. I so get, we were getting a lot more than what yes. people that went and bought the CD. Yes. Because we were still buying CDs in 2017, just uh, barely, I maybe? Mean, just, yeah. Okay. But Spotify, you get the whole thing. You get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love Spotify. So, Grace, what else you got on this album before we start sending around the horn? Why'd you pick this album? <clears throat> I picked this album because I thought it was a nice follow-up to whatever we had just done. What did it was we like just two do? months ago, so it was we'll two never months remember. ago. It's, it's hard to remember. <laughs> I thought it was a good follow-up, um, and I was not anticipating that Guns N' Roses was going to be on the no. other end of it. But um, you were probably expecting like Bell Biv DeVoe or. something like that this is at one of my i don't know this is probably one of my top favorite albums ever in my life my freshman year i listened to this album and his other album but i listened to these pretty much the whole time during school in the hallways whenever i could i was listening to it i just loved it so why this album why were you listening to this at that point in your life like what what was the message from Sam Smith that was saying, Grace, hoodie mm-hmm. up, earpods in, don't look at anyone <laughs> as you're walking down the hall and just yes. listen to me? Oh, I don't know. His, his voice is almost trance-like. I really like the... Um, I would say this album is kind of unique. You, you hear it and you kind of think, oh, it's just a slow, sad, whatever it is. But I love the gospel voices that are in so many of the songs. And sometimes it's almost like, uh, almost a scary vibe a little bit. Not really scary. I don't know what the word is. It's very dramatic at points. Yes. It reminds me of um, the I've Got Friends on the Other Side from The Princess and the Frog. Either you guys know that? No. 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 (laughs) It's similar, similar vibes. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. One of the articles I read about Sam Smith because I'll be honest, the only song that I had ever heard off of this album was the one that was just playing Too Good at mm-hmm. Two Goodbyes. But one of the articles I read was an interview with him where he talked about how he went to this really dark place when he wrote all the songs on this album. And I think mm-hmm. that's reflected when you listen to it. It's kind of described what you were just saying. Yes. That's awesome. So am I describing it right, it? though? I mean, What are you saying? Freshman year. Freshman year. Ear pods in. Yeah, I definitely wasn't. Hoodie up, yeah. not looking at anyone. I was not looking at anyone <laughs> in the hallways. No. So this goes back to also like the school generational divide mm-hmm. here in that when Brian and I were at school, there was you no option. You if you were wearing headphones on yes. your head at that point, they were two times the size of the you know studio headphones you have on your head right now. <laughs> Like, you wouldn't even be able to tell who we were. They were so big, probably. (laughs) And we'd had to been carrying, like, a Discman or a Walkman (laughs) with us. And with the Discman, you had to walk so perfect. Because if you took a violent step, it skipped real bad. That's right. Skipping on you. And Sam Smith wouldn't sound the same with skips, for sure. Mm Mm-mm. So that's good. That well, that gives us a little pretense as I'll to say, what the album is. I'll say it com- comparatively. I had my AirPods in today when we were doing yard work, and I was I was just listening to one of those like daily mixes that Spotify gives you, and I had it cutting in and out. But that was because my phone was too far away. The I Bluetooth was it. Yeah, you put it inside. Why did you do that? Because then I went <laughs> to look for it to put it closer to me so I could listen to it, and it wasn't there. I don't know the weird OCD dad in me. 
Brian, tell me if this makes sense. Her phone's sitting right out there on the on the on the, on a on table, the table, and we are raking leaves and just straight up mulching, murdering leaves. And when you do that, it creates dust in there. And all I thought was, oh, she's going to get leaf dust mm. all in the ports of her okay. iPhone. I'm putting it inside. I'm with you. And, and I put it inside, and then <sighs> I did see you. I walked back out, and then I realized your head, your earbuds were in, or whatever, and mm-hmm. you were kind of giving me a look, like mm-hmm. I think I knew you, you, dirty you put SOB. Them, you put what them did you just somewhere. do? <laughs> and my music was cutting out for a while; it just wasn't there. Yeah. Mm. But, and it, but your, it was still playing. I just couldn't hear it. That's the operation, <laughs> is what you're saying. That yes. like your everyday life is earpods in. Hmm. Not so much anymore. Not so much, no. No. All right, so um, what's your history with this? I mean, what what led you, I guess, to even finding Sam Smith in 2017? Hmm. Well, um, before that, in his album before this one, there he had a lot of hits. It was Stay With Me, um, some other ones, though, too. And then Too Good at Goodbyes was on the radio. I remember seeing, like, a commercial that had, like, palace in it and it was like written in there i think it was like some apple commercial you know probably for airpods or something <laughs> but see how this works <laughs> yes for palace and i was like i really like this song and then so i went on spotify and i found the album and i was just listening to the whole thing and i was like i just really like this all right nice and and i will say this i'm the same as you brian and that too good at goodbyes i think was the only song I'd really heard, especially if you were to say, like, recognizable. There may mm-hmm. have been some of these other ones, if they did get any radio play, that at some point when you were listen, forcing me to listen to 106.1, like it came <laughs> on, but I didn't, I didn't know what it was. But that was definitely the most recognizable. And it kind of goes back to, you know, same thing with the Guns N' Roses album, and that I think it is, and we'll get into this in terms of best, songs and all that but i think it's the perfect song to lead the album you know to come mm-hmm. out with and i don't mean that from the i have to think it's the biggest one in terms of radio play and all that and highest yes. on the charts yes. and i don't know that welcome to the jung welcome to the jungle is that but uh too good a goodbye sets the whole album up to me i mean mm-hmm. it, it kind of is that just the beginning and he hit he's uh the vocal range on it is so big on the song that yes. it kind of leads right into everything else for sure. So how do we want to do this? Do you want to go first uh, in terms yes. of least favorite, favorite? I'll we'll go, go first. Okay. All right. Least favorite, I'm going to have to say Scars. It was just kind mm. of a little slow for me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Brian. no. I mean, Brian. Am I going to ruin it and say that that's my favorite? <laughs> no. No way. No way. We love when that happens. Here's a, here's a little Scars. Mm-hmm. Least it's favorite. Really pretty. So this is one of the ones that was not on the original. Yes, it was album not on the original, but I was listening to it in my yeah. freshman year. Um, I don't know. I won't say that I skipped this one ever. Really? But I, I don't know. It was really pretty, but I just didn't, I guess, connect with it as much as some of the wow. other ones. Okay. Least favorite scars. Man, that leaves a lot of room to I'm me. Shocked. A lot of room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of room. Oh my God. Rethink my whole <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Keep yours. Keep yours. Yeah. And then for my favorite, I remember freshman year, Burning was my favorite. And now it's probably one last song. 
So let's go back to your freshman year. Okay. Because that's when this is. Such a burden, this flame on my That's when the album meant the most to you, is this song. Yes. Wandering through the halls of Bridgeport mm-hmm. I High thought School. the lyrics were beautiful. As always, his voice was amazing. I think yes. if I could have the vocal ability of anyone that we've covered on this podcast ever, I would pick Sam Smith. Axel is great. Jackson. Yeah, over Michael Jackson, I think. Over Axl Rose. Over Axl Rose. Fix Sam Smith. He can just do so much. He has such like a clear, he can sustain for a long time. He can go high. And he has this low raspy too that he can do. I do, I do like this song. But the, one of the things I'll say is like, to me, Sam Smith is one of those voices that, is amazing. I don't want to say mm-hmm. this. Don't take this the wrong way. But he needs a really good mic. Because I, I like yeah. feel like there's very few times he gets really like into it. Like to me, it's like he's got an awesome mic that's picking up his very, mm-hmm. you know, yes. uh, soft voice for the most part. Whereas Axel, Axel doesn't it. even need a mic. Like I think like mm-hmm. he could go into a group of, <laughs> You know, into a stadium with 100,000 people, and you just don't mic him up. You just let him go. Not today, Axel, but 1987 Axel. <laughs> Not to say anything about Sam, because this is... Yes. And this song, too, like... Uh, just... I think it's just like... To me, it's like... Again, so in terms of the album, it is what? Fifth song on. hmm It does stand out. This one does. Mm-hmm. I and you know Brian, okay. you said you listened to the album like twenty times. I'd say I'm probably right there with you, and this is one that I, again, I don't want to say it's stopped down, but it's very recognizable for sure. And I think it is because his voice takes such center stage mm-hmm. in this yes. in this song for sure. I like I any think- sleepers, uh... any that. Didn't get any any radio love or. I mean, definitely. Yeah, give me one. Oh. I don't know. What, what this exactly? This also has do that gospel feel. I mean, one just in terms of that would be underrated by most people. Mm, okay, underrated by most people. Um. I, I, I think, palace. Ooh. Even though it was in that Apple commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that made everyone buy AirPods. That made everyone buy AirPods. Are you something. sure? Did you Google it to find out that's what it's in? No, no. It, it could definitely not be Apple at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you're going to do this, we need to make sure Apple's paying us the right, the right amount of money for yes. plugging their products, Grace. Huh. <laughs> or Midnight Train or No Peace. I, you gave me, you told me some criticisms on no peace. Don't share them. Don't I won't share, share them. them. I'll let you share them <laughs> unless you've changed your mind. Or I don't something. think I've changed my mind. But, um, man, I'm trying to think. Like, it's weird to look at this album. I guess I don't know what a sleeper would be because what else got radio play? This didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I really know this song, but the only way I know it is because of this. Because of this. So um, the uh, Too Good of Goodbyes, Pray, um, 
Are those the only two that really got... Did Midnight Train ever go on the radio? No. No? No. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I think Too Good at Goodbyes was the only one I remember being on the radio. I feel like I remember Prey, but I may be wrong on that. Okay. Okay. So, one last song Ooh. is also on this yeah. list that Brian's pulled up for me. Brian's throwing facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about yes. gospel. This one. Yes. I love this. Maybe one this one's my favorite now. This is your favorite now? Yeah, I said that. Now, now my favorite is one last song. Man, just doing this right now, Grace, I'm like, I'm venturing into... Uh, every song on here is 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 recognizable. I think you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Yes. I think a lot of it's his vocals. So maybe these albums really kind of fit a little bit maybe. together. I don't know. We're learning they're more We're similar let Brian than we just thought. Tear, tear them apart. All real right, quick. let's go, Brian. <laughs> let's hear it. What do you hate? What do you love? Okay. So. I had never heard of... I couldn't have told you a song that Sam Smith sang. Mm-hmm. Um, now, once I listened to the album, The Two Good at Goodbyes, I had heard that song. And then um, from his previous album, what was the song you said, Once You Stay With Me? Hmm? I had oh, heard sorry, that Stay one. With Me, yes. Yeah, I'd heard yes. that song before, too, but I couldn't have told uh-huh. you who the artist was. Um, so I listened to it once and was like, <laughs> I <laughs> hate this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were hoping for. But I was like, <laughs> I'm like, Take I, that. I, I can't just listen to it one time and then show up and be like, I hated it. It was horrible. Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept thinking back because, I, you know, again, I listened to all the podcasts and I remember you specifically saying that this was an album that meant so much to you and it had helped you get mm-hmm. you through your freshman year and. You'd even tell your dad, you're so like, you, you better not bust on it. And I was just like, <laughs> and I'm going to show up and say, I hate it. Dang. So, I so listened, you gave it a chance. I listened to it over and over. And have you ever had like a good friend, Scott, that every time you got in his truck, he played that same song over and over mm. again. And then finally you just catch yourself singing yeah. it. <laughs> Sam Smith just finally wore on me. And That's I've, how it is with a lot of these, I, I feel so. like. You know, I, I ended Except up. Duran Duran. I, I, Never I no lie, I probably listened to the whole album at least 15 times because mm-hmm. it's only 35 minutes long. There's only 14 songs, and they're only about two and a half minutes each. So, you, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't feel like I was getting my money worth. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I really liked the Too Good at Goodbyes. That song was good, that one they played on the radio. The song I kept going back to, though, that I would, I wish Spotify, because I use y'all's Spotify list to listen. Okay, awesome. I wish it would tell you how many song, times you listen to a specific song, because I kept going back to Scars over and over mm. again. I really wow. like Scars. Take that, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. At the bottom. Mm. No. Well, and then I think because of that song, I would listen to it and just automatically listen to the next one. So the One Day at a Time. Really mm. like that one a lot too. So I caught myself a one. lot going to the end of the album and listening to those two songs, and then mm-hmm. kicking it back up and listening to "Too Good to Be Goodbye." And so yeah. I was listening to those three songs over and over again. Um, but 
I mean, I became a fan by the time it was all said <laughs> and done. That's awesome. That's you know? awesome. Uh, I, I will tell you, I, I do like the Love songs, kind of a little bit of opposite of what you said. You were talking about the gospel. I like the songs on the album like Scars where it's just almost, it's either, it's him and one instrument. Yes. I think that one, it's just him and a guitar or him and a piano. Yeah. And those were, I really felt like he shined because, you know, again, I, I listened to a lot of these when I was out walking and I had my, not a plug for Apple, but my earbuds in and you could almost hear the echo of his voice in the sound box that he was in like he like you mentioned earlier he had a fantastic microphone and was in like encapsulated in some soundproof box yes. just him singing because in his pitch is just immaculate on every song so but yes when i first started on the sam smith journey it was it was pretty rough, but it ended very well. If you would have heard Palace on that Apple ad, you would have been like, yes. no, no, get this whoa. out Wait of here. Second. Get this out of here. First of all, I need to buy AirPods. Second of all, <laughs> who is that? <laughs> I would have say, you know, again, I thought we had to have a favorite and a least favorite. So yes. my, my least favorite is No Peace. Mm. And the reason why is because I thought Yeba, if that's how we say her name, kind of outsang <laughs> him on that song. Like yeah. she sounded fantastic, but I wasn't expecting a duet, so yes. that was just kind of that kind of mm-hmm. threw me a little bit. So any, uh, you know, one thing I think we have to talk about here, and it is that Sam Smith is non-binary. Right. Brian, did you know what non-binary was before Sam Smith? No, I did not. Okay, neither did I, I guess. I don't know. Somewhere in the, in the adventure of this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I was educated from my daughters as to what non-binary was. And so with Sam Smith, he doesn't identify as male or female. He mm-hmm. is they, them. They, them pronouns. And we've been... Saying he. We've been saying he and him, which is wrong, but, but we we're going to... apologize. Gonna, we apologize. We're going to give one big umbrella of apologies because I'm going to um, do it too right now. Yeah, we will probably keep Continue. doing it. We're going to try our best. But... We'll get one. Your little sister Dylan was very much like, yes. don't mess that up, Dad. Yeah, she, for a while, she was like, just let me sit in there and every time yeah. you say he or him, I will sigh really yeah. loudly. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, or electrocute us, one or the other. I don't know. I feel like I need no. to apologize to Dylan. Yes, mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's fine. So, um, all right, let me ask you this, Brian. Will you put, after this podcast, will you put Sam Smith on intentionally ever again? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I really like that song, Scars. Like, yes. I bet I listened to it awesome. ten times. Wow. I don't know. This is going to be really, really good. So your least favorite mm-hmm. is Scars. His favorite is Scars. I love it. That's good. And that really just shows, I mean, that all this, you know, music, you know, even going back to Guns N' Roses, same thing. It is, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like with all art. It's in the eye of the beholder, right? I mean, what do you hear out of it? What do you enjoy out of it? And that's what's really cool about this for sure. So Scars is going to be on Brian's never-ending playlist, right. it sounds like. That's right. Awesome. They, they sing it really well. <gasps> yes. Nice. He did it. Yes. We have one. Yes. We, we have one right. time we got it right. Um, all right. So I'm up next. And, man, I, I think it's really hard to pick a, um, 
least favorite off of this. Now that I'm going back and looking, uh, I think Nothing Left for You is going to be my least favorite. And again, I don't oh. know if it... It might be a little bit like the flow of the album to me in that I'd really like Pal... I really like Palace Prey and then it leads into The Thrill of It All and I really like Scars as well. It's not my favorite on the album. And I don't think I fast forwarded it necessarily as it's 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 forgettable for me. Oh dang. It's not forgettable for you? No, this no. One has that a, first time I listened through it, this one was like, oh wow. This one has that same kind of like dark thing I was talking about a little yeah. bit. Alright, so here's where we're gonna get really fun with this though, I think, in that my favorite song on this album is Brian's least favorite song on this album <laughs> and it's no peace it's great. with sam smith and yabba yabba and i agree i think she does an outstanding job i think he does really awesome too and my reason for this being at the top of my list is going to be so unfair and this is almost a little bit of a uh a nod to the, I don't know if it's a nod to the movie Genius, but I think he's going to really ridicule me for this a lot. <laughs> In that when I listen to this song, and just to let everybody hear it. This is the most, and I'm about to say one of the most insensitive, unfair things I've ever said. Hold I'm on. worried. You got to hear this part, I think. Yeah. So That's my really favorite lyric. I'm drinking down till there's nothing left. Gosh. Cause I sure can't get no Alright, so my my thought on this, I, I love the song. I love both of them on this song. But a lot of times when I was listening to this, all I could think is that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper could do it better. What? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Definitely Lady Gaga. So, she would crush this I'm song. I'm offended by that. What do you what do you mean? Not better than this. She would do better she than this. She would Yeba. crush it. It would she not would. be better. No, it what wouldn't. was the other song where this came up? Where we got where we where had we disagreement had Lady, that Lady, Ga- uh, Lady Here's Gaga the and Bradley line. Cooper. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I knew this would oh spark an gosh. ire in you. But it's still, it's my favorite, just how it is. Uh-huh. But even though, as I'm listening to it, I feel like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga should be singing oh it in a movie God. I watch or something like that. No? <laughs> no. I think so. <laughs> it would sound a lot differently, <laughs> especially... It would sound a little different, like. Uh, and I don't want to take anything it. away from Yeba or Sam Smith, even though I just took everything you away took from everything Sam Smith away. and Yeba. But Lady Gaga could pretty much take any any female role mm. and crush it, I think. And Bradley Cooper yeah, would sound that, really different, but that and that's completely unfair. But mm-hmm. that is my favorite one, and I think it's because of that single lyric right here. I'll light up a cigarette and drink it down till there's nothing left. And I'm a sucker for songs that mention cigarettes. I did really like that part, yes. 
<laughs> Me too. I kind of felt that too a little bit. I don't yes. know why. It's really, really good. And uh, again, there's a lot of songs on this that I really, really like. But this is the one that every time it came on, I felt some like, oh, I'm excited to hear this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that probably was... I don't know if it is because I I really love duets. I love it when two people kind of are coming together on Mm -hmm. one album. I'd never heard of Yeba for sure. Mm -hmm. I had to Google Yeba. Yeah, I did too. I didn't know who she was. Never heard of her. Me either. But she nails it on this. Yeah, she's really And if this is like her, if this is her thing, this one thing is her stamp in our history of music, she did damn good Mm -hmm. because she nailed this song. Yes. That bridge we just went through a little bit ago. Oh, that is so good. So this is my favorite song Mm -hmm. from the album. Yeah, it's my least favorite. Least favorite Mm -hmm. song. Even though they mentioned cigarettes, Brian. I know. Mm -hmm. She won, though. I felt like it was a battle, and she beat him out on his own album. Yeah. But part of that, too, is like, I almost view that a little differently, and like it's like Sam Smith graciously spotlighting another artist. Mm, Okay. You know, just like, hey, I'm going to let you... Freaking yeah. shine right now. Yes. But I do think, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't even know if I agree with that, that she outdoes him, but they both are just like at the top of their game. Yes. And the it's fact impressive. that you've never heard of Yeba, I think that's the reason why you think like, mm-hmm. you know, she's at the super tippy top of her game. But yeah, I don't know. Um, sneaky. I, I would agree in that I really liked Palace. I really liked Pray a lot. Like, this was one I kept going back to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this is one of the first songs I, like, tried playing on the guitar. Really? Although it doesn't, I don't know. I don't, probably didn't sound very good. Yeah. For multiple reasons. <laughs> first Mean of all, there's because... There's no guitar in it yet? <laughs> there's no guitar in it. Also, I was, wasn't very good at guitar. Oh. So. I still am not. I'm probably worse now than I was yeah. then. Well, this is, this is one where I really... He kind of gets a little bit more deeper and soulful in the song. Uh, yes. But... Ooh, explicit. Oh, we just went explicit on this entire mm-hmm. episode right here. It's okay. <laughs> Do we really have to mark it explicit now? No, I don't think we're no, going it, to. We're we see didn't. if we get caught. All right. We're going to... Go against parental advisory. Please here. don't report us. All right, so um, that does it on favorite, least favorite. We're gonna circle the Re- wagons uh, on grade now. Yes, unless anyone has thoughts they would like to share, I'd love to hear any more thoughts. I would only echo Brian's sentiment in that I just the first time I went through the entire album, I kind of thought, eh. Especially because it was like listening to these two albums back to back. Mm -hmm. But then the more I listen to this album, and that's why I asked Brian that question, because this is like I would I would cue some of these songs up on purpose right now. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. just like not stop them. I would go pick some of these songs like No Peace, for instance, and Too Good of Goodbyes. Um, That's my only experience trying to play a Sam Smith song on the guitar, I think. Mm-hmm. And I probably nail it, don't I? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you see, <laughs> am I pitchy or a little bit? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, nonetheless, now I think uh, they are an artist I would go seek out and play on purpose. Where they are, insanely they were not prior talented. to this. 
They are insanely talented. See, that doesn't sound right. It sounds like we're talking about a band. Doesn't it sound plural? Sounds like we're talking about just that one song. Mm-hmm. No peace. Yeah. Yes. Well, All right. Well, so Grace, where's your where's your grades? I I, I might need know. a refresher if we're going to try and My stack rank these against others. Isn't okay. Um, grade. I will give it a solid A at least. Maybe an A plus. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. A it's kind of crazy. That's good. But well, I actually. A lot to you. Yes, but I I have it ranked second right now. I don't know. I may move it up to first. What do you have first? I may have moved it down to third. I was these top three really hard for me, but right now I have it number one, Young Blood by Five Seconds of Summer. Mm. Number two, The Thrill of It All by Sam Smith, and number three, The Search by NF. And then we also have Heartbreak Weather, Niall Horan, The Pains of Growing, Alessia Cara, and When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Oh, my goodness. So okay. you have to put got this in done. there. I'm you done. have it done? I'm All right, done. Let's I've hear got it. it in my head. Let's hear it. Let's let Brian go in between us. What, what's the grade, Brian, on this? You gave Guns N' Roses an A. Yeah. So do we want it the first time I listened to it? No, or we, want it today? we want it Well, let's do both, just <laughs> for let's fun. Let's hear both. Okay. The first time I listened to it, I, it was a solid... D minus, Ooh, and I was like, I'm not, not ever You're passing. You're passing. I'm not ever torturing <laughs> not my ears with this again. And then <laughs> Sam grew on me, and I would give they a solid B. Awesome. A solid B. Solid, solid B. B. Wow. Okay. Minus. B minus. <laughs> <A solid laughs> you gave B. me too long, to too long to think about it. Too long to think about it. Okay. Well, I mean. I feel happy with that. Okay, so did you go listen to any of the other stuff brought up on previous music reviews outside of what we found? You said you listened to NF. Mm-hmm. NF versus Sam, Sam Smith, what would you listen to? What would you rather listen to? Probably NF, just because I'm a little bit more faster, upbeat kind okay. of music. What were yeah, the other ones sense. there? Uh, the other albums? Yeah. Or You haven't picked any... Big winners. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, wow. She just named what about she Five ranked? Seconds of Summer? Did I, I'll you be honest. I couldn't name a song of Five no. Seconds of mm-hmm. Summer. We've got work to do, work Grace. To do. If, we're, if we're building the Five Sauce Nation, <laughs> we've got work to we'll do. We'll invite you again, and I'll pick another Five Seconds of Summer oh, album. no. <laughs> <laughs> Double Five Sauce. But I do like Billie Eilish, and I have to say that on that podcast, y'all mentioned that you were sitting here and you got grief because you didn't know who it was. I was one of the test people yes. that mm-hmm. got the text, and you yes. said, do you know Billy Eilish? And I replied, who is he? Yeah. I, I had no <laughs> yes. idea. Oh, and you weren't awesome. alone. You weren't <laughs> alone. Awesome. That is not to say you were you know, one of the few, because at that mm-hmm. point, I think it was super early. Like, well, not even super early, but it was yeah. early enough to where... Our generation, me and Brian's generation, Hadn't had not caught it yet. Yeah, caught it quite mm-hmm. yet. So okay. a solid B. I'm going to follow that. I put it right at a B even. And I don't know what I've given previous Mm-mm. Yeah, see, there's deals. no perspective so here. We don't I'm have like say. a point system know, or anything like that. this is really like tough, that. but I love the idea of stack ranking it. Okay. And do you have what I've given them? No, no. I okay, don't have so those. we're really worthless on that. The yeah. Grade. No, the grades <laughs> don't mean anything. Here's what I'm going to say. Billie Eilish is number one. That album, I, I will six. take that. Up. I know, that's really shocking. But I'll take that album above any of these. Even today, before we came and met for dinner, Brian, 
we I was just listening to that. I was in here just doing mm-hmm. work on the computer and I just played that yeah. album. I really feel upset because that's the one I let Dylan pick. I yeah. did, that's the only one that I didn't pick. Yes. That's okay. <sighs> Number two Whatever. on that list. Oh, man, it's like really close, but I think I'm going to say this is number two and NF's number three. Mm. Um, It's really close, but here's what's happened. So I know when we record the NF podcast, I felt like, uh, and I still do listen to that more often, but there's certain things, I think, in certain certain parts of it, and maybe it really, maybe I'm just like... Mm -hmm broken or something and the fact that he doesn't cuss is cuss really bothers me yeah a little bit. <laughs> he's so angry it's under your he's skin. so angry you just, just want him to drop a in every fall. once in a while no, it doesn't just, it doesn't really mean anything though it doesn't the mean fact anything. that he doesn't use those words and it shouldn't take anything away so i'm no. saying i'm probably superficial for this yeah but okay. i do hear it every once in a while and, and i third. feel the anger and i feel the angst but i'm just like Drop an F bomb. Drop or two. an F bomb every once in a while or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know what I'd listen to more between the two. They're completely different. Like Brian said, I mean, if I was in the mood more for something a little bit more upbeat with more angst and more whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I'd probably go with NF. But I think I would overall, in terms of the album, I'd probably put this just slightly above the search. Oh, that's interesting. Um, interesting. And that may change by the time we stack rank all these again. But I'll say this. I don't think Billie Eilish being one will change. I do Mm. think uh, that's something I still do queue up a lot. A lot more than probably NF, I would say. I still queue up Michael Jackson. So we've got a B, a B, and an A minus? Is that what you said? Uh, I said solid A. Solid A. Nice. Which that makes sense if you listen to it your entire freshman year. Mm Mm-hmm. Nonstop. Maybe, maybe an A plus. Maybe A plus. Do Maddie, you? Okay, Michaelis wait. Maddie no, I'm really curious to see your bottom three. How those rank? I think I could guess it. Okay, give them to me. Who have okay. I forgotten? Um, five sauce, five Alicia Cara, and who? Niall Horn. The very first. Mine one would we go did. five sauce, Niall Horn, Alicia Cara. That's exactly what my guess was. Yeah. Yeah. I really like five sauce. You. I, I don't know if. <laughs> I'm ready to say, Brian, you should listen to Five Sauce more. But I will say this. The other day, a song came on in the gym as we're working out. And I just started singing it out loud. You know, just because Mm -hmm. it is kind of fun. It's very boy band. uh, But we've all got a little boy band, right? Oh, yeah. A lot Mm -hmm. of boy bands. Here's, Here's the bet, Brian, that Grace and I have. And I don't know if you've heard us mention this on the podcast before. But at the height of her love for this boy band, I tried it's to shatter not, her heart and say, Grace, these guys will break a up. Boy band, She's like, no, they won't. Whatever. They're forever, Dad. I did not say that. I said... <laughs> what did you say then? Give it to me. I did not me. say that. It was, no, I they won't remember. something. Um, I said, no, they won't, like, soon. I don't think so. Because we put a five-year bet in place, yeah. Grace. For so, $10. Yeah, $10. So I, I wasn't... <laughs> five years. Uh, my 22nd birthday. 22nd mm-hmm. birthday. we did it on my birthday. That they would be broken up by then. Mm-hmm. These guys are kind of like in line with like One Republic, right? Mm. I'm not very is. familiar with one. I'm not familiar enough with One, one Republic. Direction. One Direction. That's yes. One Direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Harry Styles doing now? 
Yes, and what's and... Ashton Irwin of Five Sauce doing now? He just re- <laughs> he, re- a, he just released his so own album. But and check no. this out, Brian. This is the drummer. He's not mm-hmm. even the lead singer <laughs> or the guitarist. He is the drummer. But well, you know, like if you go watch anything he... Five Sauce related, and like rewind it two, three years, 17, 18, 19. If you go watch anything Five Sauce, if you watch a live performance, you will look at them and say, that dude is going to be a star. I don't know about drummer. the lead singer, and I don't, definitely don't know about the other two guys, but the dude playing drums is going to be a star. Okay. So much energy. Okay. I mean, you know? Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But our follow-up bet was another $10 on if Luke, the lead singer, would have a solo album. I think he will, too. I think you that's think second to leave. So the most talented member left. No knock here, but... he. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe leave. not the most talented, but leave. the most magnetic. He's ventured, which that's the beginning of leaving. And th- <sighs> now, no. I think it only makes sense that the lead singer, who really probably has the face of it all, uh, is next. And then in five years, you owe me ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair start saving no. grace. Brian, uh, do you know any boy band that has lasted okay. and stood the test of time? They aren't a boy band, first of all. You keep well, saying that. Well, even Guns N' Roses didn't last. I mean, yeah. that wasn't a boy band. It was like four angry They're dudes. Back, though. Are there they are plenty back? of bands that have lasted no. tons of years. I mean, even the ones going way back to my time, like uh, New Kids on the Block, they broke up, but they mm-hmm. uh, kind of made a resurgence. Yeah. I'm sure you interested in that. Why? We should have talked about that. And Grace, you took it as an attack on Five Sauce, but it wasn't. It was me trying to rescue your heart from breaking. That's all it was. <laughs> because no. you I can remember Listen. it. We were sitting outside, and you were like, I just love these guys. And I was like, Grace, they're okay, going to break up. whatever. I think you're remembering it differently <laughs> than it happened. Aren't these the guys that you have one ticket for next summer? Yes. 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 Awesome. So you, they can't are wait. coming to hopefully, DFW. Hopefully I get to go to that. I don't know about this COVID situation, if well, that's going to yeah, cool down enough. you've got seven months. It's in June of 2021, mm-hmm. Brian. And mm-hmm. as we were looking, she, <laughs> I, I'm looking at thinking like three, four tickets. What do you want? Do you want uh-huh. us all to go? Do you want to leave me behind and just take your mom and your sisters? <laughs> what? And she's like, no, I just want one ticket. Just one. Mm-hmm. One ticket. Also, because in the like the sections that I wanted that were like, I guess the only the sections that were closest to the front, there was also like pit seats you could get, but those were sold out. They only had one seat in each so- section on either side. And so I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to do this by myself. I'll probably enjoy it more. Yeah, without dad sitting without next dad to you, being like, oh, they're gonna break up, <laughs> just screaming "Young Blood" real loud <laughs> to every song they play. Gosh. I'm just wondering if they're still gonna be together next summer. I know, mm. me too. No, they actually. I was gonna say this. They like recently. I think at the start of November, maybe they. It was said that they w- went into the studio to work on their fifth album. They are, they they've all started say, though, it. Grace, I want Dad, you to know that. No. Listen, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, not doing I'm not, this I'm to be mean. I'm not denying that they'll break up. Okay, well, you were. <laughs> even if they, I didn't say they're never going to break you up. Were to I just bet $10 said that's you didn't probably have on not. <laughs> I have ten dollars, and I will have much more than ten dollars, hopefully. No. Whoa. 
All right. No, that I'm I'm <laughs> kidding. She's clearly getting emotional. No. no oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Also, you only compared them to boy bands. Well, but that's what they are. They aren't. <laughs> I guess. You know what a boy how band do you is? define a boy band? A what boy is a boy band? band? Let's ask Brian. Okay, What's a boy band, go. Brian? I mean, is it an age thing? Boys in a band. But that's. I mean, no, that's there like are credence. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a. I think to your point, it's a younger group of. Yes. What are their ages, Grace? Are any of them over twenty-two? Yes, they all are. Uh, They're all over let's 22. Let's see. They are 24, and Ashton is 26. Mm, so what is that? Is that a boy band? No, that's not a boy band. Not anymore. a boy band. They don't no. play instruments. Yes, if you, it, it's like if you play instruments, like if you play instruments on stage, like that's what you they do. Are, you have them. Then you're a band. It's not a boy they band. They are four artists. Boy bands are ones that get up on the stage and they're just singing and maybe dancing. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And there aren't lots of boy bands I like. Not, okay, well, we're not going to get into five that. Seconds of they're not a boy, a boy band. band, but they're breaking up. Right. <laughs> when? You think in the Within next, five years. Within I guess five four years. now. I guess I got to go listen to some Five Sauce. Yeah. You should. We've been talking about it too long now. I we feel. have been talking about How it. Long How long have we been going? But. Uh, this is last question I want to ask on Five Sauce because okay. we went down the concert next summer mm-hmm. thing. All right, so next summer we're getting close. It's April 2021. Okay, and let's say they announce, "Hey, Five Sauce is still going to be there, but unfortunately Ashton won't be the drummer because he's doing mm. his solo concert right now, and he's going to be in Boise that same night playing for all the fans in Idaho." <laughs> so we've got. You know, Johnny Knockers playing, you know, drums for us that night or whatever. Mm. How are you going to feel? Uh, I guess a little upset. Are you going to want to sell the ticket? No, of course what? not. I'm, I'm not going to sell the ticket. Oh. Of course I'm still going to go. Yeah, what if you could make if money? If I could make money. Everyone loves Johnny Knockers. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, mm. there you go. Ashton's mm-hmm. gone. I'm predicting Ashton will not be in Dallas. Will not that be night. there. You don't think? I don't know if well, it's going to be a man named Johnny Knockers. Like, he but. did for his album. Like I was thinking, like I wonder if Ashton's going to go on a tour. And then he just said he was doing this virtual one that he uploaded on YouTube after, and he yeah. did like a live stream, and that was his show. It's. I don't know if I want to tell Brian to watch that or not. It is mm. good. I like his music by itself, but he is wearing a fishnet top the entire time that really you throws like you it? off. <laughs> no, I did not like it at all. Oh. <laughs> did not Mom like it. Mom was at all. also criticizing it. You guys were like heavily criticizing him, I felt like. Yeah, sorry. Not the music, just him. No, the music's good. I, I kind of like the music, but. All right. Well, we, yeah, we did not mean to spend 20 minutes talking no. about Five Sauce. No. But it's always a fun topic. Um, all right. So. Any any final thoughts on our on our album reviews here? We gave it grades. We've all kind of chimed in what we'll listen to again, what we won't. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we need to do? Nothing. All right. So, okay. uh, uh, Brian, have you ever watched The Breakfast Club? I have. It's been a long time. That's now. coming up next uh, for us. We've got the movie genius, probably not going to be this weekend, but hopefully very, hopefully. very soon. Mm-hmm. And we've, we own it on DVD. 
now, Brian. So whenever nice. you want to buy it mm-hmm. or borrow it, come get it and uh, give it Bonus a Bonus features it's and awesome. all. It is a great movie. Well, when Blockbuster closed, I got Netflix, so I think I probably have it. I like it. What about Scream? Did you listen to that one yet? No, I haven't listened All right. to that one D- yet. D- you watched it, though, back in the day. Yes. But not since? No, I haven't seen you, it in You need a long to revisit time. that one as well. With the kids, I think. Probably, right? It's sure. acceptable, I Get think, for one. everyone. Uh, so we've got the Breakfast Club movie review coming up, hopefully here next, as well mm-hmm. as any... Uh, opportunity Grace and I have on a random morning just to grab the mics and record. Casey um, Keener. Yeah, and we've is got she, Casey Or did Keener. she back out of that? And we're not I, supposed to. We're bet- <laughs> has she backed out, Brian? No. no. She she's wants all, to do it? Yes. She's all in. Yes. Really? She's all she's in. She's told me, like, I was hearing oh, rumors know, like, that, like, no like rush, uh, don't really, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We're but super yeah, excited, though. And anyone else. Hey, if you're listening to this and you've got a topic, an album, a movie you want to talk about, Uh, Get in touch with us. We'd love to have you on. Brian, this was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks for being on with us. Um, Anyone want to guess how long we've been recording? Uh, I want to say, oh, about an hour. Brian? Hour 10? Hour and 28 minutes right now. Just tells you time flies when you're having fun. So. Uh, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you reach out to us. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen. That always helps. But until next time, Brian, thanks so much for joining us. This is Scott signing off. This is Grace. See ya. Take my love, my-